Okay, we're back again and we're concluding this chapter 10 of Genesis, which is titled in most of our Bibles, The Table of Nations. A quick reminder that you can access the transcript of all these talks available in the episodes and notes section of any audio version of the podcast. But as we launch off today, we're going to close out chapter 10, and I'd like to do that by making a couple of final observations. Enlisting all these nations, two family lines have been seen to be identified, and the two people at the head of those family identified that have been focused on are Nimrod and Eber, and that's a very critical aspect of this chapter. Now, let me just reconfirm for you before concluding that this text has nothing to do with race. This text is about nations. There are two sons who are seen to produce a particular nation described here, but those nations would already be seen to be ethnically mixed. So the question is, why does Genesis 10 tell us about the nations on earth? God is seen in this chapter to be working through nations to accomplish his will. The line of Jephthah is traced for just two generations, early on and then dismissed. Ham's descendants, well, they're described to the third generation, but the third generation only. Shem is followed for five generations in the passage, but then that family tree will be continued for us somewhere else in the Bible. So the structure and the content of the chapter is giving us a clue as to where we're going here. What is going to become very clear as we work our way through the remainder of the book of Genesis is that among these nations, God will be seen to choose a single nation, and that single nation will come out from the line of Eber, out of which that line he will bring a redeemer for the whole world. You see, God in this chapter is preparing so that later, through the Hebrew race, referred to later as the Jewish nation, a redeemer for the whole world will appear. This chapter was designed to help us see the world from God's point of view. Early on, Nimrod was highlighted as an example of rebellion, but Eber is highlighted and emphasised as the line by which a redeemer will reconcile humanity with God once again. When we come to Genesis chapter 10, we can just arrive at it and see a long list of names. And we can maybe yawn and get a little out of it and move quickly as on and try and find something more interesting in our Bibles. But let me ask you a question. When you look at the world, what do you see? When you look at the world, do you just look around and see people whose identity lies in their race or in their ethnic group or their identity group? Well, I think this chapter tells us don't fall into the trap. Don't fall into that trap, because if you examine the details carefully, what you will see is God at work. You will see God not only at work then, but God at work today. And God is at work in the midst of a rebellious people. He still wants to accomplish his will and ultimately to bring forward a redeemer for the whole earth. When you sit down and you watch the news of an evening or when you read your newspaper, or maybe today when you get your news on your computer or your smartphone, What do you see? Well, I would suggest what most of us see is a mess. But we can see what God wants us to see if we choose to be open to him. And God really wants us to see the world the way he sees it. Now, perhaps you sometimes look at the world and say, why doesn't just God come and wipe away all of this mess? 
Do you sometimes think about how wicked the world is and say, why doesn't God just come down and give the earth a clean slate, start again? Well, God already did that. We heard about it. It was the flood, but he has a new plan for us, a better plan, and that is being revealed here, friends. A plan through which God will save people. So when you're looking at the stuff that's going on in the world, instead of getting angry and frustrated, we ought to be praying for people. Please just pray, Lord, reveal yourself to all these lost people. Please, Lord, save them like you did before. So here's the question again. When you look at the world, what do you see? Do you just see the world geographically? Do you just see it culturally? Or do you divide it by language and ethnicity? But friends, try and look at the world from God's point of view and see what God loves and wants to save us. God wants to redeem rebellious people. That's what we ought to see. How do you see the world today? You know, when we were younger, my wife and I had the privilege of traveling a great deal. We went all over Europe, but we also went further afield and visited places like Kenya, Pakistan, Nepal, and Tunisia. You know, I've been up the Eiffel Tower in Paris and I've been down in the deepest cave in Wales. And I've walked as a tourist and I've visited many places over the years. But you know, it is, it's easy to look at the world and just see all the surface stuff. But it's perhaps harder and takes a little more effort to walk the world and see the spiritual stuff, to try and see things as God sees them. He wants us to see the people as he sees them. He wants us to see people who are lost or who are in rebellion against him, but people who need to be redeemed. Just the same as it was all these thousands of years ago when this passage was first written. So here's my question and a thought I want to leave with as we close out chapter 10. When you walk through life, do you see yourself as a tourist or a missionary? So remember, friends, we need to see the world and walk the world as God's missionary and not just tourists passing through. Look forward to coming back together with you again soon. Okay, everyone, that's it for this time. Thank you for joining me. Now, the place to go to connect to this and any other ministries I'm involved in is the podcast notes section of the audio podcast on the Buzzsprout website or by looking in the episode notes section on whatever app provider you use. Within that you'll not only find the transcript of each talk but you'll also find links to all the ministries and the way to connect with us including the Facebook page, my YouTube channel and links both to this, the daily podcast and the Living in Faith Everyday podcast which is a weekly roundup of all the various Bible study and talks that I'm doing over the period of the preceding week. You'll also find links there to my SoundCloud and my Bandcamp page where I create the background music and the sound design of these broadcasts. But with that, all I'd like to say is thank you for joining me and I hope to join with you again very soon.